Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. All right. So, big day for, for us today. Uh, first, well, so we're going to do, for this episode, we're going to cover Shadows for Silence in the Forests of Hell by Brandon Sanderson. The, the entirety of it. It's a short story. <laughs> um, I have, I, should we say, I'm, because, of, because of holiday reasons, we're recording two episodes on the same day. That's right. This is this is first, so we'll we'll see how energy level stays. Um, I think it's just going to be exponential. Just keep going I up. Think, I think so. Too. We're going to be screaming. We're going to be screaming by the end of the next it's definitely episode. Definitely how it works for me. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first, I'm I'm going to take this opportunity since I think this is going to be a short episode. I've got I've got a little. I don't know if I'm going to call it a rant, but it's it's kind of a rant. And okay, is this about it should seeds be... not being or being in something that you wish they were in. <laughs> not this time. All right. This one is going to be should be accessible to everyone. It's about Harry Potter. Okay, sure. Okay. It's about Harry Potter, and I have to I have to give credit where credit is due for this one. This topic was suggested to me by my girlfriend, Adrian. Uh-huh. So this is Adrian, this is for you. Don't don't yell at me for not giving you credit. Okay. So I know I know Harry Potter has kind of been picked apart for like every small detail. Yeah. Or a little little subplot thing has been talked about ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. There are entire podcasts about Yeah. That. But I have but I have one little subplot. That I don't think is talked about. <laughs> okay, Luke's found the hidden nugget that nobody okay. else has mentioned. This is wild, and I don't know if anyone remembers it. This I think happens in like the second book. Okay. Okay. I'm talking. I'm talking. Nearly headless Nick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nearly headless Nick in the second book has a little subplot where he is being is being bullied by the headless horseman because they're not letting him into the club. Yes. Right, because he's nearly headless. Did <laughs> I don't think anyone so the, I think most of us probably read this as a child. Yeah. But that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh well you, Okay, so okay. Okay. I get it. He sh- he can't do he can't do the things that the headless horseman can do, right? I I understand why he's not in the club. That's okay. not my qualm. Okay, all right. It's just the ridiculousness of this little subplot. Uh huh. Is I think it's I think it's mostly takes place at a party that he's throwing. That's right. Yeah, and he's like really upset about it because they won't let him in. And they're kind of flaunting it a little bit. Like, I think they play, like, headless hockey or something like that, where they play hockey with their heads just to, like, rub it in a little bit. I think it's it's polo. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's polo, for sure. And it's like, you you are a grown man. (laughs) A ghost. You are a grown man plus some. Yeah. Because you're a ghost. A lot. Plus a lot, I think. Plus, (laughs) Plus a lot. Like... This is an obs- what are you guys doing? What 
what are they doing? It's just I All right, don't hold have... on, Luke. Hold on. Before we okay. go any further, I want to point out there are entire like college courses around Harry Potter. So I think your statement at the beginning, at first I was skeptical. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like Harry Potter's been really dissected. But now that you bring this up, I don't think anybody's talked about this. This feels like something people skip over as like a very unimportant subplot. So I think you're onto something here. But I will say, doesn't he get in at one point? Ooh, does he? I, I think, think I, that sounds familiar. I think he eventually gets in to the Headless Horseman. But your point is perfectly valid. So from like a second year Harry Potter perspective, this makes sense. You know, they're the cool kids. He wants to get in the cool kid club, but they're not letting him. Okay. But I think what you said is extremely important because this is a grown man who is a ghost, so is a very old grown man. Just go f- find a bunch of other nearly headless people and hang out with them. Or you they, you don't have to, like, <laughs> the headless thing doesn't have to define you. Nearly headless, Nick. I know it's okay, part but of your his name. name. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, find some hobbies that aren't related to being headless. Learn crochet. There are tons of... Almost all hobbies are not related to being headless. Yeah, but maybe maybe he's already spent like thousands upon thousands of years of doing every hobby that you that you can do with a head. And he's just he really wants to try out the headless polo. Or head juggling. He wants to do a little Ichabod action. I mean, but there's some things that you can do as a nearly head. Like, think of the interesting dance moves that he can do that no one else can do. Yeah, okay, that's true, but also sounds disgusting. I I can't (laughs) think of a single dance move that nearly headless Nick would do that would be less gross than a headless Nick could do. Fair. Fair. Uh, But... I don't know. I just think I'm not my point. My main point is not necessarily focused at nearly headless Nick or the horsemen that are bullying. him. Yes. It's more focused at us, the readers and JK Rowling. And, and it's kind of like, what, why did you, how, this was an absurd thing to write about. And it's wild that no one has talked about it. (laughs) Or like we just all we just all read it, and we're like, hmm, yeah, seems like a valid subplot to me. Seems like a normal and ghost thing to do. <laughs> classic, classic Hogwarts ghosts. Yeah, here's here's what I will say about it though, Luke. The so I think he says at one point that the headsman just didn't quite get it all the way off before he died. Maybe that was part of his punishment. Maybe they all knew. They were like, all right, guys, listen. When we're all dead, we're going to make a club that's for headless people. But Nick, Nick keeps um, not putting toilet paper back on the roll after he's, you know, used it all. And, like, we go in the bathroom and we have to go find the toilet paper. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut his head almost off. And then he's never going to be in our club. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so like his punishment is not just execution, but it's execution and isolation on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Bullying for all of eternity because he's a ghost without with like his head still kind of attached. Okay. I could see that being a thing. And your reason, your reason checks out. Right. Um, Right. All right. Um, I think this is like a good point. I might actually get in contact with one of the millions of Harry Potter podcasts that are out there and just have them do a whole series on this subplot, I think. Because I know I they're all they're fair. all looking for content. Um, you know, those those fields have been very thoroughly plowed. So, you know, any little stone they can turn up, that's content, baby. <laughs> Speaking of content and ghosts, Luke, let's talk about this book, huh? Oh, what a transition. Okay. Yep. So this little short story here, um, I have, so it, it, it starts off and ends off with these little short chapter parts, I guess. Yeah. Of just some guy that frequents the, the bar that, that, and, and he's telling stories. The one thing that I will say about this is he he's like looking around at people judging people who's who's dangerous right the guy he thinks could be the uh the white fox he's like that guy over there with the hat on inside dangerous probably the white fox Uh uh-huh i would say i would say in my experience that the guy with the hat on inside is the least likely to be the the white fox because it looks so, too suspicious i just i i don't think in in my experience that the person wearing the hat inside is like the cool badass mm. well i mean it kind of depends what kind of hat they're wearing right yes so look, okay, there's definitely there's definitely hats that are better or worse, right? Because you could be wearing, you could be wearing like a fedora, and I'm like, ah, no, like you wish, you wish you were the white fox, but I'm sorry, milady, no. I don't know. So I don't know what hat being worn inside could make be like. Okay, this guy might be the white fox. Oh. <sighs> We're talking cool hats now. Well. <laughs> okay, this is a small aside. So it's not, we don't have to talk about it for very long. We might even cut it. I don't know. I feel like a cowboy hat would be pretty cool. What would it? I mean. But like a beat up, a beat up cowboy hat. Like a, I, you know what? Actually, now that I think about this, I feel like we've talked about this scene a couple of times. Strider, when we first meet Strider yep. in Fellowship of the Ring, I think he's wearing a hat inside and it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. He, if it's, if it's Strider over there, sure. My problem with it is that it's just too suspicious. If you're the only one with a hat on, okay, come on. Everybody's going to be looking at you. Right. You t- and it's just disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Like you take your hat off when you're inside. Otherwise, you're drawing unwanted attention just from politeness standpoint. People are all going to be like, who's that rude boy over in the corner? Right. Clearly not the white fox. 
Right. You know who else is clearly not the White Fox for a completely different reason? Who's that? Dagon's little buddy that he's talking to at the table. And I know he's not the White Fox because of his description, because of how he looks. Because nobody that looks how Dagon's friend looks could be anybody important in the story. <laughs> so is the... The are you referring to the guy that like has a really long neck? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna describe. I'm gonna read the description for you. Okay. Dagon's drinking companion had a neck like a slender wine bottle, and a head like a potato stuck sideways on the top. Oof! <laughs> this guy looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch the potato on the top move. That what like what is this like a hammerhead shark situation? That's exactly what I thought. Or like a Hey Arnold situation where he's got like a football uh, head. A a potato on the side is a banana's description that I didn't catch. <laughs> oh, it's insane. You're telling Okay, his <laughs> head is thicker than it is tall? What? <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that it was a potato means it's so lumpy, my guy. It's like, it is not a uniform shape at all. Oh, boy. Oh, how is this guy's first question not, how did your head get that way? That's absurd. Who are your parents? Because what did they look like? Your mom must have had a rough time. That's okay. <laughs> like, hey, I know we were supposed to not wear hats inside, but I think you need one, my guy. <laughs> so, I okay, if we're to take this seriously. Yes. His head is literally thicker than, like, wider than it is tall. Yes. That, that means, and it's not like, it's, it's not crazy to anyone. Like, it comes up in description of him, but it's not like... Everyone, it's not everyone in the in the tavern is like, whoa, <laughs> so, right? So I'm taking this to mean that crazy looking people like this is relatively normal. Okay, maybe. Or I, I'm just I, th- this doesn't necessarily impact the story. I just think that this means that there are people walking around this world with insane heads. <laughs> There's a family. You know how their silence is of the family four scout. Mm-hmm. He's of the family Potato Head. Okay. And there's yeah. there's the Potato Head clan that they all look like this. And the first time anybody sees them, they're like, oh my god, what is that? And then they're conditioned for it. They're like, oh, that's just a Potato Head. It's like, it's like to bring it back to Harry Potter, it's like when you see the Weasleys, it's like, you must be a Weasley. Now when you see these guys, it's like, you must be a Potato Head. Right, right. Except instead of red hair, their head just looks insane. Okay. Instead of red hair, they sometimes bump both ears on the sides of a door frame when they walk into a building. <laughs> it's tough out there. <laughs> All right, let's... Okay, one one other really dumb thing. Mm. Just one? Is... We only have one more dumb one? <laughs> so before before I get to anything plot related. Yeah. Uh, Chesterton? Mm-hmm. You gotta come up with a nickname, my guy. 
Well, there's like if you're trying to if you're trying to lay low and pretend like a stand up guy, mm-hmm. Chesterton, great name. But at this point, at this point, he's a very dangerous outlaw. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you try to. I think you try to come up with a with an analog for the white fox. Okay. Like, because if you're walking around trying to scare people, and your name is Chesterton, mm. I don't think you're succeeding. Yeah, you're thinking if he goes something more like Chester Cheeto or something like that. Uh, so you went an interesting route there. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all know the terrible things that Chester Cheeto's done in the name of cheese. Exactly. You you got my point. <laughs> Okay, but, like, I don't know, though. I feel like it's almost scarier that he doesn't have a name. Like, his name alone is enough for people to be terrified. And his name is kind of insane. His name is kind of like, okay, really? You're going by Chesterton? Like, you're not going to at least let us just say Chester? Right, right. Come on. Sure. Well, I mean, what would you go? If you were Chesterton... What do you go? So I, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be related to my my name. Okay, right, 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 right. So so what would you go with? How would so you... like I would I would be since the since the white fox has something like that. It would be like uh, I don't have an example, but like like the black shadow. Ooh, ooh. there that's, we go. That's pretty good, actually. That's, that is pretty good. All right, Chesterton, Mister Shot Man. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, next time um, you are a terrible, terrible person. Well, I mean, oh, oh, actually, hang on. Chesterton is now a shade. Ooh, so the Black ooh. Shadow would be the perfect name for Chesterton's new life. As a shade? As a shade. Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect name for him. Perfect, perfect name, perfect name. All right. So, so this book takes place over the course of like, like one day, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, in this world, lighting a fire will cause these shades to turn violent and like start attacking you, which is apparently very bad. Uh, and so in order to get around that, these uh, people who live outside the forts have these really interesting ways of, you know, still living, living their life. And one of them is this glow powder that silence uses to see, to like look around and stuff. Are they underutilizing the glow powder? Ooh. Because it sounds like they only use it to go out into the forest and look for, look for people. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we have glow powder in the modern age, right? We have glow sticks. Can you imagine if they had glow sticks in medieval times? Mm-hmm. This, okay, my whole castle is glowing, my dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my, I, I would start to agree with you. Mm-hmm. The one thing that we have to keep in mind is one how expensive is it yeah and two like how long do they stay glowing 
Because mm-hmm. if it's if you're telling me these guys stay glowing for like months at a time, oh yeah, you what what are we doing? What are we doing? Not using these? it should be a constant rave. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Some somehow make the living in the forest bearable, but if it's if it's very expensive and only lasts like a night, I get it. Right. Okay. So let's assume that it only lasts a night. Okay. Do you think it's more expensive than a shit ton of silver? <laughs> Probably not. Right. Probably not. Now, let's say you start advertising your way stop as the one with the dope glowing dance floor and the sweet techno music. Mm-hmm. Five dollar cover. You've got all the silver you need, baby. So, yeah. Okay. I would agree with you. This, this gets to another point. Which is like how bad how bad is silence at managing an inn? Well Okay, she's she's probably not great, but but we don't know how like busy the inn is, right? Yes. I mean Okay, 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 okay. Ye- <laughs> Ye- Do you not like at least raise prices? Like the, okay, okay. The the bounty hunter thing was a cool idea because of how successful it's been, mm-hmm. and it's allowed her, I guess, to, uh, to keep keep up this way stop supplied with silver, which sounds it sounds like they use a lot of it, like they change it in and out pretty often, mm-hmm. which is really expensive, and. The bounty hunting thing has kept that, like, viable Mm -hmm. so far. Right. But, I mean, okay, you you are, like, famous as a bounty hunter. You should be... You are so famous for hunting these bounties that you, in theory, should be quite rich. Uh Uh-huh. And it's all going towards the cost for your inn, and it's like, and you're like barely making ends meet. Kind of, kind of not really making ends meet. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think you, I think you find something, something here. Like a, maybe relax the safety standards a little bit. Yeah, maybe you don't cut need down, cut three down on rings your silver of silver, budget. just two. Exactly. Because we we actually, we hear later in this that other homesteads just like, just don't have any. Just let the shades roam. Right. Which like, yeah, I don't don't really want to do that. No, that sounds terrible. But like, it's viable. Right. And I imagine you can charge way more than them, right? Like, this should be a luxury pit stop. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's so true. I don't feel like she's leaning into the luxury nature of her way stop as much as she should be. No. Right? It should be like feather beds and like five-star chefs cooking for people. And like it should be for the nobles who want a little adventure. Oh, come out. Right. Get you, see get the a forest. Nobles. Send, send your like your the nobles out your kids out to get a little a little exciting experience in the forest but it's actually pretty safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you 
you're just not you're i don't think you're t- you're you're using all of the like costs but you're not you're not really using that for anything right you're not making your investment work for you silence yeah Okay, people have got to be putting this together, though, right? This is like a this is a classic Batman situation, right? Where you have somebody who it, it, actually it's like the reverse of the Batman situation, right? Okay, so Batman it should have been super freaking obvious to everybody who Batman was because they have all these like high tech gadgets and shit, and the wealthiest person in the city is like probably Batman, okay. It's the opposite in this case because you have somebody who has all this technology, like all this great technology supporting their way stop seems super expensive and yet they charge like normal prices for you to stay there or like barely inflated prices for you to stay there. Like the money's coming from somewhere. Like someone should be going in there and being like, okay, my meal was like five bucks and there's like 10 people in here. Whereas this place looks like, because of all the silver, probably takes about like a thousand bucks a night to maintain. Something doesn't add up here. Which one is Batman? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I let's see. And I think your. I think your little rave thing is a very good idea. I mean, it coincides with the idea of like bringing out nobles. We have a little have a little service where you bring your nobles come out, uh, have a little foray into the forest. A safari. She needs to have a safari. A, a, a safari service that also has like a celebration at the end of it. A cruise. It's essentially a cruise with a safari that you can do. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is. Uh... We need to do some marketing, I think, for like The bounty hunter thing is cool, mm-hmm. but just not the the not quite the best option. Especially, and I'm going to transition this into um, how Silence wants her her kids to have like a a normal childhood because mm-hmm. she she did not, I guess, because her grandma is super intense. Yeah. Um, but she wants her kids to be normal. Uh, go live in the forts. Luke, that's not normal. <laughs> the people in the forts aren't living normal lives. They're like caged animals. Out here we're free, Luke. I mean... That's normal. Sure. Sure. I just... I think that there are... Well, you know, I, I don't know. I There's probably better ways than murdering people for money to raise normal kids, is what you're saying. That, that's that's the main point. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. My other thing that I'm now thinking of, now that you bring up the forts, is like, maybe the forts already have all these raves going on all the time. You know, right. maybe it wouldn't be that that unique to have a bunch of raves going on out and about i mean it would still be cool because it's like like a foreign destination you know but but maybe you know maybe everybody's doing a rave maybe everyone's doing a rave i mean you so it doesn't have to be a rave 
right? You could, there That's are so true. many options. That's okay. The, so here, here's an example. Let's say if you offer like the ability to, to kill a shade, mm. I think you can sell that pretty well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. You, um, you get a high powered rifle. You find a dentist somewhere, and you you pick out a lion. Oh, sorry, a shade, and you just say, go for it. And then I'll let you take a picture. Oh, sorry. No, but, okay, in all seriousness, this this should totally be a thing, okay? Coming-of-age thing for for young nobles. You kill a shade when you turn 13, and the way you do that is you go out to Silence's Inn, you you guys you guys go out in the forest at night. She makes a little a little silver circle around you. Runs around so that a shade comes. And you shoot it with a little arrow, and then you come back to the inn, have a party. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. This should totally be a thing. It's like easy. I mean, also, God, if you're rich, the shades aren't that bad, right? Like, if I'm super like, so, rich... Because you can afford silver weapons? Is that what you mean? Okay, you can afford silver weapons. Also, apparently, they don't kill you, like, right away. So you can just, like, douse yourself with silver, and you're fine. So even if, let's say you get... The, this noble is in a fight with the shade in this little ceremony, and the shade happens to get a swipe on him. That's fine. It doesn't matter at all. Because you just sprinkle a little silver on them and it's like good as new. Right. So you just have a freaking wagon full of silver dust that you take around with you. No problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, but going on about the shades, there's three rules about the shades. First one is uh, you don't want to move around very quickly. Or else they get, you know, they kind of look at you and they start following you. Second one is uh, you can't start a fire or else they kind of get into a frenzy. And the third one is you can't, like, cut anyone. You can't, like, let any blood fall. I think onto the ground is the rule or, like, onto... Well, I think it's just, I think it's just as soon as, if it's, if blood is exposed to the air. Okay. Let's say that. But it has to be someone else cutting someone else. Yes. Yes. It's not like you can cut yourself, which is the thing I was concerned about at first is I was like, why do they have any knives at this place? This is a terrible idea. So, yes, if you cut someone else and their blood gets to the air, then the shades can like smell it and come after you. Okay. So those are three rules about the shades. What are the other rules about the shades that people just haven't discovered yet? Because these three rules seem a little arbitrary. Mm -hmm. Like the fire one, you know, somebody was just out in the woods one day, started a fire, and then just got mobbed by shades. Right. All all of these you can find out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what are the hidden rules, you know? The rules Mm -hmm. like if you pet somebody's dog without asking them if you can pet it first, shades flip shit. The shades will swarm on you if you do uh-huh. that. Like, what are the landmines that we're missing for these right. shades? Because there's, there's no mention of any rules. Mm-mm. So that has to mean that either 
it's very other rules are very rare or they happen at the same time exactly as another rule is broken right so maybe it's not that you know when you cut somebody and the blood comes out that's when the shades come about maybe it's if you like wiggle your toes in a certain way and it's just like every time somebody's gotten cut somebody the somebody's wiggled their toes in a weird way yeah or it's like if you lift your your foot above your knee usually it usually only happens when someone's running uh-huh this is a much but... more reasonable explanation yeah i like this one more <laughs> um but or or there could be something that like calls a mega shade that no one has ever escaped from Right. We have a survivor bias, is what you're saying. We only hear about the rules that people have lived to tell about. Right. What about the rules that just there's no survivors from? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what What about if you leave your house and don't tap on all your pockets to make sure you have everything before you go about your day? Like, people who violated that rule just die immediately, and we don't hear about it. But, like, everybody does that, so we don't really have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally reasonable. Yeah. Okay, this is a good point. Ooh. I yeah, I would I would have to guess that there are other some other rules, um, and I think we've come up with some good guesses. I'll say that. I, you know, I think if our listeners have any suggestions, tweet at us. Right. Hashtag new shade rules. Ooh. And uh, let us know what you think some of the rules are that that we might be missing with these shades. What are some mm-hmm. things that, mm-hmm. you know, that people would have never even discovered because of how rare they are? Or, or never would have escaped from. Mm. Or never would have put it together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those mm-hmm. are the main, those are the main, th- those are the three rules. For our new shade rules. <laughs> and serious guesses only. Yeah, none of this joke stuff. Okay. Uh, okay, so we've, we've kind of, we've kind of dunked on the, on the, on the story a little bit. I will say the... It's kind of a little, uh, kind of a scary story, maybe. Oh. I don't know if I would call it a scary story, but the the context of it is like is set for a scary story. The whole shade thing, and I think it's quite. I think it's very cool. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting to think just like how nerve wracking being out here would be. Yeah. This this story uh, had me clenched, dude. I didn't realize yeah. it too until they were starting to come back um from their like assassination. Mm-hmm. And I was like tense, like my shoulders were tensed up because yeah, I was when when there were scared. when there were times when they like did something and the shade's eyes turned like green and they were waiting, definitely tensed up. It's like it's like when you're when you're trying to sneak around in a video game and someone gets kind of alerted but doesn't quite you you clench up a little bit uh-huh. until they move on, move on. Um those moments were very cool for me because that's that's I I rarely get that in a book, I think. Yeah, I agree. There was there was a lot of tension in this when they're out in the forest because I think the tone was just like so spot on and the build up to it where it sounds very scary before they even go out into the woods. I was like, why are you even going? Why are you even going? This sounds terrible. Just kill him in the house. 
yeah, so the the tension is super super intense. Oh, and one thing, the I don't know if you read the the I think there's like a little author's note at the end of this. Mm-hmm. And it's so this is from an anthology that's called like Dangerous Women or something like that. And I think it's very it's cool that and interesting that he tried to make it so that silence is not like this intense warrior that is that everyone always makes dangerous women. And it's so it's it's interesting to see someone that is like that is going out into this this scary world that I would if if you're if you're in this world and you're like picking out who is really good at going out into the forests. I feel like there's a very set look that people would have. Yes, I think so. And silence definitely does not have that look. And it's interesting to see her be like the one that's one of the, well, I I guess we don't see how well she compares to other people that are used to doing this. I mean, it's gotta be pretty good though, Mm -hmm. because she's been able to sneak around and kill people who are probably pretty good at it right as the white fox so she's got to be pretty good at navigating the forest right yes i would say yes um i have to think that there's some people that just like live out there oh sure 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 and are crazy intense and some of those are probably bounties that she has collected Mm -hmm. so i i don't yeah, I guess I, I would be curious how much, if there are other people out there that are just so good at it. Right, right. Which there probably are. But then there's also a question, Luke, of, I, I think silence is definitely a contender for, you know, let, let's imagine that the book has, the this short story has a dangerous woman. There's also the grandmother as potentially the dangerous woman in this mm-hmm. Um because, I mean, it's very much about her relationship with her grandmother. And then at the end, her grandmother is the one who just destroys that guy. Right. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of dangerous women in this in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think- well, because it doesn't seem like uh, the skills that are are needed for surviving in the forest are not one that's are not skills that are necessarily typically only associated with men in fantasy novels right right they're not typically masculine like strong and like good at fighting they're more right yeah in fact those would probably be worse for you (laughs) right because you're not really going to fight your way out of the forest yeah yeah um, this 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 said that I think he might be coming back to this world eventually, which I think he's said about like everything. Um, but it would be cool to get a full story on I don't know some storyline based on this world. Like maybe they're trying to fight back against the evil, whatever the, whatever it is. Right. That would be cool to see in the future. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Let me let me come back to something else. Okay. Silence is is working on this very dangerous bounty because she needs to to repay some debt to this guy. Mm-hmm. I just 
I'm a little curious how debts work in this world because like he just comes in with this writ and is like, hey, you owe me a bunch of money. Uh, you've got two days. <laughs> and I just feel like that's odd. Well, you know, yeah, it does seem a little abrupt for sure. But I mean, we don't know like, because it, we, we've only got one day of the story. Maybe he's right. come every day for the last three weeks and been like, hey, just so you know, that deadline's coming up. Uh, I'm going to have to serve you a writ if you don't pay my debt. Right. So like then, maybe it's been maybe she's been defaulting on her payments for the last like three years. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she keeps she keeps ordering more silver. And he's like, listen, uh, uh, you haven't been paying me. So your credit's not great. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'll give you the silver because I know you need it, but your credit's not good. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I would be... I guess this is kind of like the... Just the wild, though. Like, it doesn't seem like rules apply out here. No, no. It doesn't seem that way at all. So the, there's that moment at the at kind of at the beginning of the story where she's like, should I just kill him? <laughs> yeah. And and at that time, I was like, no, it's probably not a good idea. But, I mean, she did end up just killing him. Yeah. But, like, you maybe should have just killed him earlier. Yeah, probably. Especially when, you know, once he handed her the writ, it was like, oh, very clear what he was trying to do. And she knew immediately, mm-hmm. like, okay, he's trying to take this over and basically make me a slave. Hmm. Well, better go into the woods and try and get that bounty so I can avoid that. It's like, well, yeah, or you could just kill him, and then your debt's gone. Another good option. Okay, let's get to reviews. Really okay. quick reviews. It's a short story. It gets a short review. Short review. Okay, I'll, I think you went first last time, so I'll go first on yeah. this one. Uh, so I, I, I really like this story. I will say they were, we, we talked about them a little bit. There were a few things that I was a little bit hesitant about like the the batman thing that you mentioned um but as a whole i thought it was very entertaining very cool world uh would not want to live there no sounds terrible and satisfying satisfying little little ending with a with a rewarding rewarding thing for although we didn't talk about it ends really happily but the daughter is kind of like screwed up (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) so kind of bittersweet but no, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I also liked it. I thought the tone was like so good. Uh, I was very tense while they were in the forest the whole time. Um, characters were pretty interesting. For how short it was, it was very engaging. Um, I felt like we got a whole lot of information without, you know, took me not a long time to read it. I think it was like two hours to read it. So, Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'd recommend this to people for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Luke, we're, uh, so Luke and I are about to record the, uh, the next episode, but you guys are about to listen to the next episode, uh, next week. That's going to be the first episode of it's the shadow King by Alec Hudson. So we're starting the last book of the raveling trilogy 
We're going to get the first third of that for next week. So stick around. Stick around for plenty more hot takes. And plenty more dumb nerds. Yeah.